Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor. I'm here with Mike. And again, we have a, uh, a special episode for you today. So I'll pass it to Mike. And Mike, I'll let you introduce uh, what we're going to be doing today. Okay. Well, we are coming to you from Santa Clarita, California at the Masters Academy International uh, Mission Symposium. And it's about fighting through the fog. Uh, I think many of us have felt like we're in a fog the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it's reclaiming biblical missiology for the modern church. And just our commitment to Christ and Scripture and the church uh, must stay at a, uh, I think, at a fever pitch because uh, so many people are caving in on on Christ and on Scripture and on the church. And we have a guest with us today that is rock solid when it comes to loving Jesus, loving the Word of God, and loving the church of Jesus Christ. His name is Jim Eggert. Jim and I have known each other for a long, long time. When 30, did we? 38 years. 38 I was, years. Yeah. Wow. So we met in, I believe it was 1985 or 86. We were in a class together in seminary. Mm-hmm. And I remember he was across the room. And I even remember thinking he had answered a question or something. And I felt like I wasn't very smart. And this guy answered it so well. And I remember thinking, I bet I couldn't be a friend with that guy. You know, like, I bet we won't be friends or, you know. He wouldn't have time for me. I'm just little old me. And after class that day, we go walking out of the class and I don't know why, but we start talking and Jim asked me a question about for a prayer request. We ended up praying together. We end up becoming friends, but we also end up becoming ministry associates at a, at Downey First Baptist Church. And Jim became the college pastor there. I became the children's pastor there. And Jim was one of three pastors that officiated uh, Angela and my wedding. 30 years ago, almost 31 years ago. Three, and three pastors? That, three. That might Denny be Clements. the record of, of all I've heard. Well, well, you know. It took three for me. It took three right. for me. It took three for me. <laughs> so, yeah, Denny Clementson, Jacques Molyneux, and Jim Eggert were the three pastors that officiated our wedding. Awesome. We were all, you know, fellow pastors on staff together. And it was just, I don't know. I just thought it was a good idea. And Sweet fellowship. Still mm-hmm. seems like a good idea, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So, here's the thing Jim Eggert, pastors, Pioneer Bible Church in Somerset, California, which is, I always tell people, it's up near Placerville. That's right. Okay. And you grow cows. I do. You raise cows. I do. I guess growing cows <laughs> is not the word. Yeah, raising cows. Raising yeah, cattle. That's it, yeah. So tell me first, how many cattle have you raised? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Like a lot? <laughs> Over the years, yeah. Wow. And how many have you yeah. butchered? Well, we butcher one or two a year, so... I don't know, Mike. <laughs> so you get like, this is like pure organic beef, though. That We're not this talking is, like no is, no growth hormones. That's right. No RB, blah, 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 whatever that is. This is the grass-fed, high-priced beef. This is cat, the good beef. stuff. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you feed them alfalfa. Just alfalfa. That's it. Okay, I'm very intrigued by this. But anyway, let's talk about <laughs> Jesus and the Bible and the church. Jim, how did you know hmm. and when did you know uh God's calling me to be a pastor, or mm. I need to be a, I want to mm. be a pastor. How, when and how did you know that? Well, I uh, I grew up in a Christian home, and my faith in Christ came pretty early. I, I do remember uh, my my family was just surrounded by biblical things, church things uh, around the scriptures a lot, and. Um, but I remember two very specific times, once when I was 14 and once when I was 17, when God used services that I attended, preachers that I was listening to, that I felt very convicted, uh, not only to give my life to Christ when I was eight, 
but then at 14 and 17, just a call into serving Christ as a vocation, mm. and um, 17 particularly. Mm. So, yep. Well, praise God. So I know you and your wife and your kids very well. Yes, you do. But tell us about them. Yeah. Well, first of all, let me say it is an honor to sit here with Mike and Connor and those who are watching. And um, I really am grateful for what God has done through the years to knit our lives and to keep current with each other through texting and calls. And I also receive a weekly text from Mike of encouragement before I preach, and I appreciate that. Yeah, so Willie June and I uh, married 41 years ago, and we've been blessed with four kids, and they are all over the place. Uh, our oldest son, Jamin, is in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and uh, is soon to finish residency as a doctor. And then our next son, Josh. Uh, Josh is married to Chelsea, and they have three beautiful little girls. And they're in Oahu, and both Josh and his wife, Chelsea, are nurses. And then our third son, Jonathan Eggert. Actually, most of you at Grace Church know Jonathan and Sarah. And they have recently had little Declan. And he is a beautiful addition. And uh, what a joy. And then our youngest is Juliana. And she is eight weeks from finishing her nursing program at SDSU. And so we're really looking forward to a graduation wow. uh, for her nursing program. And mm-hmm. uh, she's currently working at the Veterans Hospital in San Diego. But yeah, those are our four kids. And Mike has known our children since before the first one was born. Mm-hmm. And so he was, he was there when, when Jamin uh, was first born. It was actually a Monday night. I was at uh, gym night at <laughs> First Baptist Church of Downey oh, man. when we got the call. And it was actually, I think, Shelly Molyneux uh, <laughs> got a hold of me at the gym and said, Willie June needs you to come home. So anyway, those are the kids, and they are a great, great joy. You know, I think the greatest passion I have is that my kids know Christ and follow Christ. I mean, that's, that's the passion yeah. for our own lives, that we would stay faithful and praying for our kids. You know, if we, if we fail in that, yeah. you know— what good is it that we were in full-time ministry all these years? That's so, right. Yep, what a joy. And we have had the blessing to know your kids and to watch you and Angela raise them as well. I know. I'll tell you something. I remember back at Downey First Baptist when Angela and I were probably first born. Excuse me. <laughs> I wasn't there then, Mike. <laughs> I, was, I was born fully grown. Okay, so so I got two sentences ahead of myself. This is what happens sometimes. Okay. When Jamin was born, and Angela and I were probably first married, okay? But I remember when Jamin was a toddler. So maybe he was born before we got married, because we were married. Okay, so we were married in 91. So he was about four years old. And I remember this. He would come to church with Jim and just be toddling around, kind of walking, following him around. And all of our offices were all there right together in what a 20 feet ready radius probably Close, yeah okay and there was a center like a gathering area in the middle but all of our office doors came out and we were all right there and i just that marked me i thought wow if god blesses us with children yeah. i want to i want my kids to do the same kind of thing and it's cool because like michael when when, when my little when my guy when our my son was young uh, he had a desk at voyager's bible church in my office little you know little tykes desk Perfect. or whatever yeah and it was modeled, though, by 
by Jim Eggert and, and Jamin, and then also Jacques Molyneux and Jacques. Jean-Paul would be there with him. And that that was cool for me. I was a few years younger than the, the other guys. And I it was something I aspired to, you know, mm-hmm. aspired to biblical fatherhood, you know, uh, marriage and fatherhood. And mm-hmm. that's just a, a, a sweet thing. So Jim, tell me about your church in Somerset. Tell us about Pioneer Bible Church and what do you love the most about it? Okay, well, Pioneer Bible Church, We, were, in fact, this last Sunday, we were talking about faithfulness of the past, faithfulness of the present, faithfulness of the future, God's faithfulness. And then we were talking about uh, God's establishing the church. Uh, Pioneer Bible Church started in the, uh, the late uh, 50s, early 60s, and uh, there have just, there was a group probably impacted even areas here in Southern California. It was called the American Sunday Schools Union. Mm -hmm. And they were a group of faithful missionary pastors, teachers, who decided that they were going to start Sunday schools in rural areas. And so they started uh, Sunday schools in many, many of the uh, rural areas, and they just didn't want those people to be left out. And so... Somewhere in the early 60s, uh, there was this pastor named Harvey Coles who came out and gathered kids from farms and ranches around mm-hmm. from the local school and began to teach them and lead them to Christ. Wow. And um, so jumping way far ahead, sure. uh, we were hired in 1995 to come to Pioneer. We had, Willie June and I had lived in the Placerville area, born and raised pretty much there. And um, we attended this church because this church was right across the street from the school Willie June taught at. Mm -hmm. And so that was our home church in 82, 83, 84. And then in 1984, God called us to go to Talbot Seminary where we met Mike Mm Shera and we met Jacques Molyneux and we met a whole host of other faithful brothers. And uh, later then God took us to Downey. But... Yeah, Pioneer Bible Church currently is about 100 families. Uh, I think we're still dealing with some of the COVID uh, effects. Uh, Some of our people have not felt comfortable to come back to church. Most Mm -hmm. of them have. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, oftentimes when I'm preaching, I'll say to the people, I hear that some people preach and their sermons are not biblical. And I've just told them, what do you preach if you don't preach the Bible? <laughs> right. I mean, the Bible is our source. We have no mm-hmm. other source than to preach God's word. Yeah. So we we uh, we are committed to being biblical. Uh, we are committed to walk by faith. We are committed to be obedient. Uh, we are all on a journey, and we don't do it perfectly, but um, but we see changed lives. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, our some of our Highlights for us at Pioneer Bible Church are our Awana program. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had a faithful uh, leader, uh, leader of Awana over the last 25 years, mm-hmm. and she has just been outstanding, Ruth Brown. And uh, she led our Pioneer Bible Church Bible Club before that for 20 years. Wow. Before wow. that. So for 45 plus years, she's been giving direction to our children's Sweet. ministry, after school programs. Yeah. So. Excellent. So, okay, so we have a few minutes left. Here's what we're going to do. Connor, are you going to ask one question? Then I'm going to ask one question. Okay. I love it. Jim's going to field it. 
Okay. And, uh, we'll go, and then you'll bring the plane in for the landing. Okay. That. Okay, that sounds great. Man, Jim, there's a lot of questions I'd like to <laughs> ask you. I um, one that came to mind as you were talking. I was just wondering, and you can you can you know tell us if this isn't a fair question, but <laughs> would you say that you've learned anything being in a rural context that mm. could be a good lesson for us city types to learn? about ministry, about the way people lead their lives. I hear people say all the time, well, the pace of life is so different. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you find that to be true, maybe not, but would you say there's any lessons that would be helpful for us to, to hear? Well, I'll try to mention a couple of things. You know, the church is a unique place. The church is the church, whether it's in a rural setting or a city setting. And I think one of the things that people count as tremendously valuable is genuineness and honesty and just being real with each other, not putting on a facade. You know, and if you walked into Pioneer Bible Church, you'd see people dressed in all kinds of different ways. And mm. we have really tried to let encourage people to feel comfortable to be there. Mm. And you know, these days we've had questions about people of different lifestyles, people of what would we do, you know, and we are absolutely welcome for anybody to walk in because um, we want to tell them about Jesus, no matter who they are. Uh, we're, our, our goal is to be faithful to the Word of God. So, you know, this idea of genuineness and authenticity, honesty, is really important um, in, so many, in so many different ways. So, you know, when I think of the city church and the rural church, mm-hmm. you know, God knows everything. And and so we just need to be honest, honest with our victories, honest with our defeats, honest with our struggles. We need to be honest and, and realize that we're on a journey that is, man, seasoned by the mercy of God every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, just not to put on any facade or show, Amen. you know, we're there to worship. Yeah, Amen. we're there. The, uh, these bumper stickers, you know, he is greater than I, you know, live for an audience of one. Uh, that's that's true. Yeah, We yeah. need to live for Christ. And so, yeah. All right. Okay, I need to preface my question. Okay. There's a couple of things I've said over the years. I've said one is that God has always has, has given me friends that are better men than me. Mm. And I consider you one of those men. And there's no guile with you. You're talking about being real and what have you. There's absolutely no guile with, with Jim Egger. You, what you see is what you get. He is the real deal. He is genuine. And you're humble. And I remember when we were in seminary, and they had us read a book called Telling Yourself the Truth. Hmm. I remember the book. You remember the book? Okay. I think it was Gruthius or someone who I'm wrote it. I'm not sure I remember, I remember the content. The whole idea was like, tell yourself the truth from the word, right? Yeah. So this is a question I've never asked you. Now, I, I got to preface it with this as well, that while Jim is a much kinder, gentler, nicer, more godly guy than me, uh, he's rubbed off on me a lot, and, and he has uh, shaped my life in many ways that that uh, he might not even know. But we've spent a lot of time together over the years and talking and just about everything, right? Yep. Life, ministry, life, yep. marriage, family, everything. So I've never asked you this question, though, and it has to do with telling yourself the truth. I want to know, and I think our listeners would would be blessed. What does Jim Eggert say to himself, mm-hmm. all uh, consistently, kind of all the time, mm-hmm. to kind of re- help you stay on point? To kind of, mm-hmm. you know, as I've teed this question up, it's really like, okay, I want to know, mm-hmm. 
And I think I know if I, I think the aggregate of your life, I could probably write down three things that you might tell yourself, but I've never asked you this question. What do you say to yourself as it relates to being a follower of Christ, being a godly husband and father and grandfather and, and being a, a godly faithful pastor? What are the kind of self-talk you go through that are the things you remember to be and do? You know, I, uh, I have to remind myself every day. You think, you remember, we've all looked at these scriptures. We call them identity in Christ scriptures. Mm -hmm. And every day I can get off track. And every day I have to remind myself who I am in Christ, that he's called me, that it's by his mercy, by his faithfulness, by his grace. Mm -hmm. And every day, because every day I can become selfish or self-serving, or I can uh, be kind of myopic and think of me and just remember who we are in Christ has been really important. So up in our area, we, we have roads that are dirt or gravel. And when it's snowy and rainy, if you're not careful, you can get your tires off in the ditch. And so you have to be really careful. And I, I think that you know, in life as Christian people, we can get off to one side and get stuck in a ditch. Mm. And we have to constantly uh, correct. We have to constantly correct and keep ourselves on the road. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that just constantly reminding myself, my, my self-talk is who I am in Christ, why that's important. And um, yeah, otherwise... You can just get really off track. Wow. I knew it was so. going to be good. I knew that whatever you answered was going to be good. <laughs> no. That That's huge. That's huge. Thank you so much. Thank you. By the way, since this is kind of uh, going to be aired, you know what? I just think about the you talked about people that have influenced you. Mm-hmm. I just am so grateful for the people God has put in my life mm-hmm. through the years. I wish I could name them all. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even get close. But yeah. I have a very dear friend named Jeff Nelson who is a pastor of Cherry Hills Baptist Church back in Springfield, Illinois. And and that was before I met you. Yes, I've heard of Jeff. You've told, talked At, about him many yeah, times. Yeah, yes. Jeff and you and Jacques and Denny and John and on and on and on yeah. the list goes. Yeah. People that have been so significant in yes. my life. Yes, And Praise God. Angela and Willie June, probably the Absolutely. biggest names. Absolutely. Mm. Well, this has been sweet. This has been I sw- wish we could just so keep going sweet. all day, but I, I know we need I, to bring the plane in. But. Everyone's looking at me like, hey, time to wrap this up. And I'm just thinking, let's just keep talking. This has I been know, so sweet. But yeah, it is time. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for joining us. It's, just, it's been so encouraging and hope that to everybody listening, it's been an encouragement to you as well. Until next time, uh, have a great week. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.